Okay, Brian, Brian, this is this is earth shattering. You ready for this? It'll blow I'm your ready. mind, Brian. They put like cheese on the bottom and they bake it to the bottom of it, but the cheese gets like crunchy, like crispy, crunchy whenever it bakes, and it baked to the bottom of the pizza. So you're getting like this cheese crunch with your pizza. It was really good. That sounds interesting. I'd have it to try that. Good. It was Where'd at you get the, that from? It was at Papa John's. They had a special on them. It was actually cheaper to get the bougie crust than get the like regular crust. Uh, it's a marketing scheme. They want you to buy it later when it's regular right, price. Right, it's really, yeah, really expensive. Yeah, I'm a sucker for p- cheap prices. So <laughs> I bought it and told Chuck. <laughs> I bought it and told Chuck. I was like, hey, man. I got this awesome new pizza for us to try. By the way, it was cheaper than the other one. You know, (laughs) that goes. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are pumped to talk about some baseball, some softball, and maybe even a little football with you wonderful people today. But before we kick it off, I need to bring in that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Chuck, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Did you did you have a good spring break, man? It was good. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a little different. But it was it, it was good. Um, Did y'all get one week off or two weeks? We only got one. I got gotcha. so, Uh, yeah. So what? Just you know, we we took care of the mother in law. I, I think yeah. I want to, you know, in detail about that. We did that blood drive and all, and then yeah. do a birthday party for the kiddos. And so, um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun week. And then last week I got kind of back in the swing of things, going back to work. Felt like it feels like the day gets twice as long after a break whenever you go back, you know. Well, too, and the time change. I mean, you know, it, it's getting darker later. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that, but uh, yeah, that messes with you a little bit too. It does. It does. So, well, uh, so what? Man, yeah. Hey, how about the the weekend at the Pete this weekend? Decided to get hot on us, huh? Oh man, I only I only got to make it to Friday's game because uh, my sisters and in their infinite wisdom. My mom's birthday is Tuesday, and my mom loves gardening and all this stuff. So we did a bunch of yard work Saturday, um, and then I went to another friend's birthday party that afternoon. So I only got to make it to one game this week, but I did get to watch some of the other games. Um, so. Tempers were not the only thing that was heated at it the ballpark. <laughs> it was a warm weekend of baseball. We got rained on Friday, so yeah, I got good, you. Though I, I enjoyed the game I got to go to. We won, so that's always positive. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. We'll dive into all that in a little bit. But first off, man, you brought back a returning guest. A returner. A, a who, veteran, if you will. Yeah. And I think, so the story goes behind this. We interviewed, we interviewed this guest a while back. And whenever we asked if you want to be a, a guest on the show, let us know. He wrote back and said, I loved it so much. It was so life-altering and life changing for me i would love to come back on the show or yeah, something like maybe something, not in those exact words something like but that. it was something it was implied right? it was implied it was implied that you know we changed his life for the good by being on the show so he I wanted agree. to come back i agree and we're glad he's back we we enjoyed him we get yeah. some thoughts on, on baseball because i think he was on during football season last year wasn't he it was was it football or basketball? I thought it was basketball. It might have been basketball. I don't well, bring we him in, Chuck, him. Yeah, and let's basketball. ask him. Well, of Eagles, we got Mr. Brian Long back on the show. What's up, Brian? What's up, guys? Glad to be back. Brian, did we pump. talk football or basketball? It was football, wasn't it? Because I remember you talking about O-line play. Yeah, it was that last week of the season. It was starting. It was early basketball season, so it was a little bit of both. But it was that ULM week. Mm. Let me hear those magic words, Lane. What magic words? I missed. You it. were right, Chuck. Oh come on, man! <laughs> Dag nabbit. <laughs> Pay just agnabbit you. Well, Brian, what's been up since uh, football season, man? What you been up to? Oh, man, I'm the tennis coach at Oak Grove, so we've been full swing oh, doing that. No pun intended. We, uh, yeah, no pun intended. Hey. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, teaching teaching high school chemistry and uh, biology at Oak Grove, so always staying busy there. What's the record looking like in tennis right now? Are y'all crushing it or what? Yeah, we have a 8-1 and record right now. Doing good, about to go to district play this week. So My how goodness. do you, how do the games go? Like, do you play sets and then whoever wins the set, how do, how do they score tennis? Uh, it's a little complicated. Uh, so you have individual games where one particular person is serving and you have to win six games in a set, uh, but you have to win by two. And then you play a best of three sets, and that's a match. I gotcha. And so we play seven matches, and so if you win four of the seven, you get to, you beat the other team. I gotcha. Um, it's really interesting if if some of our fans, you know, you guys have never been to like a USM tennis match. I highly encourage you to go. They're really really fun. They're free. Um, they don't you don't have to pay to get in. Um, and the guys are super, and the girls they're super fun to watch. Um, would love to have some support there for sure. We have to go do that, Lane. I've actually been to a tennis match before, Chuck. I went. Uh, I went. It was a few years ago. I went to one, but it was fun, man. Yeah, they're they're a good time. They they're actually playing at home this Saturday, uh, April first versus Old Dominion. It's a ten a.m. start. So, ooh, that's early. Yeah, the tennis courts they are right back behind Raising Canes, right, Brian, right in that area. Yeah, uh, that Qdoba and Smoothie King little strip right yeah. there. If you park right behind that, you can walk in right there. Yeah, and, man. And you could eat Qdoba. That's right. Yeah, it's it's quite the experience. Hey, so Brian, did you play tennis? Yeah, I did. I actually played growing up. Um, 
My dad played a lot, so he taught me how to play, but I was too much into football and baseball to really focus on it too much. So to clarify for our listeners, Brian Long was basically a collegiate offensive lineman. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, it's facts, right? So when you see Brian, you don't exactly think Andy Roddick, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he doesn't exactly look like – he looks like he could beat up any of those tennis guys in Wimbledon, right? So <laughs> Who is Andy Roddick? I was just curious. Andy Roddick oh, has the God. fastest serve, like, ever, Chuck. He's the best. But okay. anyway, maybe, maybe you would know it if I said Federer. You would have known Federer, oh, Chuck. Okay, I've heard that name, yeah. So either way – the moral of the story is Brian's a large fella, so I was just curious if you if you did it or not, Brian. So yeah. for what it's worth, I'm a head track coach right now and I definitely never ran track. Okay. <laughs> so couldn't couldn't tell from the looks of the you look so fast. <laughs> Built for speed, baby. <laughs> uh, I walk up at those track meets and they're like, Where's the coach at? <laughs> I am the coach. That's me. <laughs> I thought you were just the driver. You're, nope. I'm you're the out coach. of breath walking up here. What's <laughs> yeah. That's me. Hey, you just got to run fast. Right. You don't have to run, run fast. Run fast, lift. That's <laughs> it. Usain Bolt got nothing on lane. That's right. That's right. Well, Brian, we are glad to have you back, man. And I'm glad the Oak Grove Tennis is doing good. You know, I'm a Lamar County supporter all the way. I'm a Purvisite, but uh, you got to support Lamar County for sure. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. Well, is that a knock at the door I hear? I believe I heard it, Chuck. A very faint knock, I think it was. I created our <laughs> sailboard over here, baby. Uh, Hot damn! <laughs> Who needs a tech guy when I've got a, when I've got a wooden swing sound. out here I can knock on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's getting late. Uh, but Pate, are you there, man? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what are we gonna do with Lane? I I ask myself that question every day, well, almost. Lane, that is just root beer you're drinking, right? It is, listeners. <laughs> you should probably know this at this point in the show. You are probably about eight minutes in, maybe ten, and I've made us restart something three times. So yes, this is gonna. This is going to be a fun night. More fun for me, after right. the fact. So, yes, but we do have a listener question right. from Chris Hill. Christopher? He, Christopher, yes. And Chris asked, uh, we all talk about how tough it is it's been to replace the guys that got drafted last year in regards to the baseball team. Can you guys let us know how those guys are doing in their pro careers so far? Just for the listeners to know here, Chris Hill is a diehard Southern Miss fan. I see him at every baseball game. Thanks for the question, man. Um, who want, How are we going to tackle this, guys? You want to take a, a few players each? I think we already did some research on some of these guys. I, I'll go first uh, just to kind of get us kicked off here. The first player I wanted to volunteer to cover here was Garrett Ramsey. I was a big Ramsey guy, man, last year. I sat with his parents and stuff, got to know him a little bit, and I just enjoyed watching the guy pitch. He had that funky arm slot. Remember Brian and Chuck, that arm slot he had? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just fun to watch pitch, man. Uh, So Ramsey last year, the, the problem is here, Chris, some of these guys never got any action in pro ball last year. 
they all got signed and all got placed, but they didn't get action, some of them. So we're just going to cover, I guess we'll backtrack it back to draft day and kind of go from there as far as what these guys have done here. And this would be a good thing to kind of revisit, I think, mid-summer, Chuck. You know, uh, maybe sure. when the Eagles are playing in Omaha, we'll revisit it. Uh, so, um, anyway, let's go to, let, let's start here with Garrett Ramsey here. He got drafted in the 16th round by the Boston Red Sox. And uh, they sent him, he was actually signed on uh, July 29th of last year. And they assigned him on August 15th to go to the Florida Complex League, which is rookie ball. So, guys, understand a lot of these guys, once they first get signed, they go to rookie ball. And then you go from there to, like, the Class A ball and then single A, double A, triple A. That's that's kind of the order of operation there. So most of these guys got their start. Most guys that got drafted get started in rookie ball. And a lot of our guys ended up at this Florida Complex League. But he went to the Florida Complex League, Red Sox. He didn't actually acquire any stats, though. He didn't pitch in any games, uh, which means more than likely he will start there to start this season. I would imagine that's where he ends up going to start the year out uh, for the FCL Red Sox. And, um, yeah, I imagine he'll get it started over there and try to try to get some uh, – stats under his belt and see how he does so chuck i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it to you now tell us about uh dalton rogers well you know dalton rogers was also drafted by the red sox but he went in the third or third round um he and um your boy ramsey are teammates on the same team right now but uh dalton has so far his stats are uh, pretty limited but he's pitched in two games uh, no wins, no losses. He has a 9.00 ERA, um, two innings pitched, one inning uh, each game, and then he's got two strikeouts. So, again, not a whole lot on Dalton, but uh, I think you're right. I think we visit this uh, again midsummer, late summer, and see if uh, some of this stuff has changed. All right, good deal. Brian, tell us about, uh, tell us about Ben Etheridge. Yeah, Ben is uh, very similar in that uh, he's also down at FCL, but he's with the Twins. Uh, ben was uh, drafted in the 15th round last year, um, and he actually uh, became the fourth Southern Miss player since 2009 to be drafted by the Twins, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, some uh, some notables from that would be uh, our, our man Brian Dozier uh, being drafted by the Twins. But um, Ben Etheridge was drafted by the Twins. He's playing down at FCL. Not really any stats um, as well. Uh, he's, I guess, going to make that start this spring, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to, you know, see him uh, get some 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 ball the ball moving, if you will, no pun intended, um, and get some stats. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll pick up here and talk about Tyler Stewart. So. Uh, Tyler Stewart got drafted in the sixth round of the draft. Uh, he won 179th overall to the Mets. Um, like the other two, he he got sent to rookie ball to start. He went to the FCL Mets team, and uh, while he was there, he started one game. He he was the starting pitcher, but he threw one inning. So I think it was one of those deals they were trying to just play everybody because uh, in this one he didn't like get. 
they didn't like hit him out of the game or anything. It's not like he went out there and laid an egg. He has he had a zero ERA, uh, but he pitched in one inning, had one strikeout, uh, didn't walk anybody, just had one clean inning, and then they promoted him to single A ball uh, in St. Lucie. So he played at St. Lucie last year. He played in two games. One of them he started. He threw two point two innings pitched, six strikeouts. That's a good number. The bad number here is in 2.2 innings pitch, he gave up four earned runs. So that ERA sit, ended up sitting about 1350. <laughs> it was 13.5 ERA. Uh, so he got roughed up a little bit in his um, one start there. But, uh, you know, very, very limited sample size. I would imagine since they went ahead and rushed him on up to single A ball, I imagine he starts out back at St. Lucie to start the year. I I think where they ended the year before, it's a pretty safe bet they're going to start back there with these guys because none of them really accumulated a ton of stats. So, like, with Stewart only pitching um, 2.2 innings at St. Lucie, he's still got a lot to prove at that level. So he'll start out there um, to start the year, and that'll be, that'll be fun to keep up with. So, Chuck, what about our – Self-called man crush, Landon Harper, <laughs> who went to the greatest team on the planet. I made you cover Landon on purpose so on you purpose, can talk about I, the Braves. So well, you know, tell I'm us a, about Landon Harper. Are you want me to tell you all about Landon Harper? Landon Harper, uh, let's see, drafted 14th round by the Atlanta Braves, who is my number two team, you know. Um, if my cousin Larry's listening, sorry, Larry. Uh, five games pitched in 2022. He has one win, one loss, uh, 11 innings pitched total, six strikeouts um, with a 6.55 ERA. And he is actually with the single A affiliate, Augusta Green Jackets. Have you ever been to an Augusta Green Jacket game, Lane? I can't say that I have. I haven't either. I but imagine they've where, got a cool hat. got to be a reference. Yeah. Might need to Google that hat online, see what it looks like. You do you, but that's that's all for Landon. So that was our that's all five pitchers that were drafted last year, right? Yeah, Brian. Uh, Brian had an interesting update on Kurt McCarty. Can you update the listeners about what Kurt McCarty's up to now? Uh, from what what I heard um the other day, uh, from uh, Kirk has signed uh, a deal with a Korean team. Um, didn't really hear much back from the Guardians. Uh, weren't, weren't sure if he was going to get re-signed, and so he's supposed to be going to play baseball over in Korea. So uh, that's that's great for him. Um, hopefully, get an opportunity to to shine there, and then get picked back up over. Yeah, over here. good luck to all these guys, man. That'll be fun to keep up with for sure. Um, there are a lot of guys that we have uh, playing in minor league ball right now. Honestly, we could probably do a whole show on just them. I think this would be fun to revisit periodically throughout the season, Chuck. I want to know, I want to know about Reed Trimble. You know, I want to know things that he's doing. I want to know things that, uh, um, you know, uh, guys like Hunter Stanley, those guys are doing. So let's, let's Chucky keep Robinson. Yeah, yeah, let's keep revisiting this as the season goes on every once in a while, and just um, we will. Thank you, Chris. You might have just started a little segment here every once in a while. So. Good question. 
Well, Pete, any other uh, any other mailbag questions? Uh, no more mailbag questions for this week. But if anyone is interested in sending in mailbag questions, you can always reach out to us on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, uh, where our email is everydayeaglespodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us a message there and we'll be glad to answer your questions Absolutely. on the show. Let us I, know I, if you want to come on too. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off, Chuck. Yeah, absolutely. To, no, that's all right. That too. Let us know if you want to be a guest. Seriously, we just put out the feeler the other day. Brian said, hey, I was on it during football season. I don't know how y'all do repeat guests, but uh, I'd like to come back. And here he is, you know. And so, uh, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know if you want to come on. And then another thing to look for. I'm going to take the liberty of boosting this here, Pate, because I can. Uh, Check out the social media page, guys, and send us some questions. We got a Where Are They Now coming up with Cameron Brunny that will be coming out. We're going we're gonna to do that interview this week. So um, send us some questions, man. The best, the best Where Are They Nows is whenever me and Chuck don't have to think of a question. Right, Chuck? I especially when I don't have to think of a question because I always ask off off the cuff questions. So yeah. yes, please send some in. The best where are they nows is whenever you guys ask the question. So please, you're not. Which we've already us. gotten a few feet. You're helping us. So, so yeah, do it, do it to it, people. Yes, we we've already gotten a few questions today as of posting this. We're recording on Sunday, but yes, we're we've definitely gotten some good questions so far. So please keep, keep them coming. coming. And I, I also want to issue a little challenge for whoever Little Debbie is to uh, to step up because Lane claims that I am Little Debbie, but I will tell all the listeners that I am not Little Debbie. It is Chuck. So, I know it's Chuck. It's not me. I, know I, it's I, I, will, I have a solid theory. Chuck poked holes in it, but it's still solid in my mind. So <laughs> It's not solid if there's holes in it. <laughs> it's still solid in my head, so... <laughs> Chuck is Little Debbie. I know he is. So, Little Debbie, if you're listening, <laughs> let's prove to Lane that it's not me. Little Debbie is listening because Little Debbie is talking <laughs> on the show with me. Brian's Little Debbie? Are you Brian? <laughs> I cannot confirm. Oh, oh, there's another hole in your theory. I'm about 82% sure you are not Little Debbie, Brian. <laughs> That's funny. I'd, I'd be Big Deborah if I was Big Deborah. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. All right. Well, Pate, thank you, man. I'm glad we remembered you tonight. Good. I'm just glad to be remembered, you know? It's good to hear your voice, man. So, thank you there, Pate. You boys ready to dive into some Southern Miss sports? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fire up the holy cow, said. Holy cow! Chuck, what Golden Eagle made you say "Holy cow" this week? Well, I I am going to pick some low hanging fruit. Uh, well, I mean it's not that low hanging, but I'm going to give mine to Mister Dusty Dickerson. Um, you know that home run he hit over the tradition of excellent sign was just a blast. And the man has doubled his career home runs what in the last couple of weeks. I think he had uh two going into this year and he's hit two already this year. Um and the, uh and what two series three series. Three series, right? 
Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I, I was trying to hit the unmute button, and I missed it three what's, times. What's yeah. really funny, listeners, is you can't see Lane's on camera, and he's nodding yes. <laughs> so, I was answering. My mouth was radio. moving. Yeah. I was trying to hit the button, and I kept missing it. <laughs> yes, I agree with you, Chuck. It was an absolute yes. bomb over the. I mean, it was a no doubter. Like it was, it was so much. I don't know, man. I, it seemed almost. I was looking for an angel behind the plate, like angels in the outfield, flapping their wings to hit right. the ball. I mean, that and thing then he had was that a bomb. Uh, that big uh, two-run double to take the lead. So he did. Was, he had a good weekend. Um, so I'm gonna give it to Dustin Dickerson, and you know. We don't. We don't know exactly. Go ahead and say it, Chuck. Just say it. We know you're thinking it. He what? started the what? fight at the play. Go ahead and say it. I, you I know, know and I'm it. not saying the man did. I don't know. I'm not. But you know, a lot of people on Eagle Post and some of our group chats that we're in lane are like, "Oh, that shouldn't happen." You know, somebody needed to light a fire. Um, you know, Scott tried to do that when he got up in the umpire's face, arguing that low cost. Uh, you know, that strike. Uh, sometimes, sometimes that's what you got to do and like it or hate it. Uh, Dustin Dickerson's a leader on the team. Danny Lynch is a leader on the team. Um, so I, I, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Dustin. I, I, I backed him up. Well, you know, if he said something more power, to they deserved it. They intentionally walked him and then we hit a bomb. It is what it is. Don't, if you're going to intentionally walk somebody, you better not give up a homer. Well, sure catching well, yeah, I mean, I know Dustin had a great weekend, and but like Slade was is like leading our team in home runs. So I, I thought that was a odd. It odd was maneuver, an interesting move, I'm, and yeah, it was. People on social media were saying all kinds of stuff about how he shouldn't have flipped his bat. I'm just gonna say, if you intentionally walk the guy in front of me and I hit a bomb off of you, right? I'm flipping that bat over the dugout. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it that's part of it. I mean, like it or not. And you get caught in the moment. You do. I mean, I don't think Slade meant anything disrespectful. But I do, but I mean, I <laughs> think he earned the right to flip it. I don't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a Danny Lynch bat flip. It was. And, uh, hey, look, yeah. if you're an old school baseball fan, I am too, and uh, you're sitting there like, this is heresy. I hate this podcast now. Please don't, please uh, don't be mad at yeah, me. No. I may, you know what I mean? I just. I enjoy emotion in sports. I do too. And and don't get me wrong, if he just bat flipped any regular ordinary home run, I'd have been like, Come on, dude, don't do that. Yeah, right. But it was just it was the situation. To me, there are certain situations that calls for you to show a little emotion, and that was one of them. So you don't yeah. bat flip every home run, you don't watch every home run, you don't do that. But mm-hmm. in the heat of that moment, Situations change. My personal opinion, it was appropriate. Now, the jawing at the pitcher at the plate and stuff uh, is what it is, but, you know. Well, I don't even know. I, like, I don't even know how much the pitcher was saying. Like, you know, from, from watching it on TV, it really looked like the catcher was the one. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of that UAB catcher. We kind of talked oh, about that yeah. in our chat. Yeah. Yeah. A couple years back, but. So. I hate he didn't play in the next game. I wanted to boo him. I I know. That would have been great. Brian, what about you, man? Who was your holy cow? Well, um, my holy cow player uh, is definitely Slade Wilkes uh, because not only is he leading the team in home runs, uh, but he is uh, killing it in almost every stat category. Um, he's batting uh, 333 right now. His slugging percentage is almost 700 
which puts his OPS at over over a thousand. Um, but then that clutch home run there uh, at the end of that first game on Saturday uh, to put us up nine seven. Um, that was just that. That's the spark that our offense needed, and uh, and, and our, with our offense being kind of up and down this year, uh, he has been really really steady, and so uh, he just continues to to impress me this year with how good he's gotten. Yeah, I really like Slade, man. He's been he's been fun this year. And now I was so baffled at the fact that they kicked him out of that game. Were y'all like I was genuinely bothered. I was like, what did Slade do? I, I I could not figure out why it was him. Like if anything, Dickerson was standing on home plate yelling at the pitcher like I thought he was gonna get tossed, yeah. but I don't know. I, I guess it was the, the bat flip, and then he he, I mean, it. he pimped that home run. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like like it, it was not a subtle like bat flip and jog. Like it was bat flip, stand and watch, walk halfway down the baseline, and then trot. You know, like it was. Uh, he knew that he he just uh, shut their team up when yeah, he hit that ball. He did, and uh, yeah, I just and, and for those of you that don't know the story behind it. They tossed him, and then they went back and reviewed it after, and they flipped the decision instead of tossing Slade. They said basically somehow they confused Slade Wilkes with uh, Fowler. Number six, Bryce Fowler. They confused Slade and Bryce Fowler. I I don't know how you confuse those two. They don't look anything alike, but somehow they thought it was Slade that shoved him, and it was Bryce. So – they reversed it and ended up kicking out Bryce for the second game. So, and naturally the uh, catcher. All right, guys, I'm gonna totally shift gears here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna totally shift gears here with my holy cow player. I'm gonna pick multiple player. I'm gonna pull a Chuck here. I'm gonna rewrite the rules to fit what I want. So. <laughs> Hey Chuck. So my uh my holy cow players, I'm gonna say holy cow. What's that behind you, Lane? Don't 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 start that. <laughs> holy cow, Southern Miss offense in football. Uh, they had a spring scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, Will Hall had a lot of good stuff to say after the scrimmage, and guys, what I loved, it just as fate would have it, Brian would be our guest tonight. What I loved was Will Hall praised that offensive line so much after that game. He talked about how he said there's still room for improvement, but they have come a long way. And, guys, if they have come a long way, that spells really, really good things for Southern Miss football next year. Um, I think everybody's attention's on the quarterback competition, uh, rightfully so. Um, going into that game, uh, they had Billy Wiles playing reps with the ones, like with a starting offense. And that's in kind of quotations on the article I'm reading here. By the way, the article I'm reading comes from Southern Miss Student Media. Uh, it says, Wiles played reps with the ones and has that in quotation marks uh, because, you know, nothing's set in stone yet. And Holman Edwards played with the twos and Wilkie. Uh, I think Wilkie just kind of played for both a little bit. I think he rotated in and out. Um, and whenever you look at it, Hall bragged and said that they look good. And he specifically named Holman and Wilkie playing really well early on. So 
Uh, if you look at it, every quarterback got on the scoreboard passing. So every quarterback threw a passing touchdown, uh, getting it out to a bunch of receivers. Wilkie uh, scored on a touchdown to Zay Franks. He actually completed three straight passes to Franks, which included the goal line touchdown. Holman Edwards, he ran one in from about 10 yards out and then found Jacarius Kasten for a touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, and then some other good stuff there, too. Antavius Willis had a long run, and then we got a new transfer from Memphis, guys. Um, let me find his name here. Dreek Clark. Uh, his actual name is Rodriguez Clark. They call him Dreek Clark, uh, transfer from Memphis. He broke off a long touchdown run, so that looks good. And then Ty Mims took a punt back to the house, took a punt return for a touchdown. So a lot of explosive plays and big points scored. Now there were some big-name defensive players that were held out because they were a little banged up. That might have contributed a little bit. But, guys, it sounds like we're going to have an exciting offense to watch this year, and it sounds like, Will didn't really tip his hat on anything with a quarterback competition. It's pretty much right up in the air. So any thoughts or comments from you guys on that scrimmage on Saturday? Uh, man, that's, that's just music to my ears. Uh, super excited because, uh, you know, with, with how good last year was, um, you know, you just want to see them take that next step this year, you know. And so uh, I'm, I'm super excited to, to see that offense. Uh, start and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Will Hall step back from being QB coach? Didn't he assign that to somebody else now? Uh, I have not seen that, but he might have. They did talk a lot about yeah, the I'm new DC sure. yeah. and how he. Yeah. They they talked about the new DC and how he's made some slight changes. It's still kind of in the same family of what they did, but he he's kind of put his own touch on things and everything. Everything I heard from the scrimmage was positive. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's always good. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about him stepping back from that. I, I'm not sure. I, th- I think he did. I want to say that uh, maybe the running backs coach is now doing QBs as well. I- I'll have to look it up. Don't don't hold me to that, listeners. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll see what yeah. I find out. I'll be good. So some exciting stuff coming up in a few months there for sure. So uh, and, and listeners, we. Uh, Pate, the uh, the guru over there, he posted um he posted on Twitter for the Everyday Eagles podcast and said, "In your opinion, I, actually, this might have been Chuck who did it. I don't know. I'm the only one who doesn't post stuff out of this account." Uh, was Pate. Yeah, <laughs> he was said, "In your true. opinion, who was the MVP this weekend at Pete Taylor Park?" And I want to share what our listeners posted because, guys, we want you to keep listening. So, Jackson Kennedy. He gave out three holy cows here. Game one, Tanner Hall. Well learned. Game two, Slade Wilkes. Game three, Tate Parker. Those are all good ones. Uh, Scotty Castle, our boy, said Georgia Southern's catcher. That's awesome. (laughs) Scotty came and sat by me, guys. He came and sat by me during one of the games. We sat for a while. The man's voice carries like none other, guys. It's good he's cheering for our, our boys. John Patrick Clancy said, warmer weather, the ball went further. Uh, and, yeah, hey, maybe the bats heated up because of the weather. And then you've got uh, Clay Smith said, Coach Krill and Coach Brewer. Certainly the offense picked up. That was fun to see. Um, 
you know, good job by those guys getting their guys ready. And also at the scuffle of the plate, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but uh, Travis Creel was out of that dugout and in front of our guys within about three seconds. So the guys, the yeah. guy can run. He still got it, boys. He got out there and got our boys turned around. And, um, you know, if you watch the video, you see him yell a distinct get back and our boys got back. So. Uh, you know, I just I always look at little things like that. They responded well to him getting out there and trying to get the situation under control. So shout out to all those guys, all those people that we mentioned on Twitter. We appreciate your feedback. So let's fire up the can't wait segment. Can't wait. Chuck, what about this weekend makes you say you can't wait? Well, I don't want to go too much into it because we're going to cover it on the rundown roundup yeehaw segment um but uh southern miss is at home against troy the girls lady eagles so my can't wait is for the lady eagle softball team to get their first conference win this weekend i feel it's coming um so that's my can't wait can't wait to watch them can't wait to to see them celebrate a victory and guys troy is no slouch but my goodness i feel like we have played murderers row the past two weeks Baseball and softball, yeah. I think, have, have been a tough opening. It's been so. real, real tough, and it doesn't get much easier. Uh, um, yeah, hopefully they'll get it. They'll get the ship righted here for sure, Chuck. Yeah. All right, Brian. What about this next week? Makes you say, "I just can't wait." Well, guys, I can't wait to see our baseball team take on Ole Miss on Tuesday up in uh, Pearl at Trustmark Park. Um. Uh, Ole Miss is uh, – they have not been doing well lately, uh, to say the least. Uh, they got swept this past weekend against Florida at home, and then uh, they got swept the previous weekend uh, against Vanderbilt, where they were actually the higher-ranked team at that time. And so they're 0-6 in SEC play. Uh, they are – uh, looks like seven for their uh, or one in seven their last eight games, um. So they are uh, itching for a win, I'm sure, and so they're going to come down to Trustmark probably trying to to get some momentum. Uh, but I would love to see our uh, Golden Eagles get another chance this week at uh, some revenge, um, show off some of that offensive power we've been displaying the past couple weekends and. Um, you know, and, and get a good win. Uh, hopefully we'll have Billy Oldham back mm. to be able to start Tuesday. Didn't have him the last time we played them. And so uh, I think I think it'll definitely be a different game this this time around from the uh, 11-5 loss we took last time back on. I wonder March if this 7th. one's going to be on TV like State was. I hope. Anybody heard anything? I don't know. It irritates me when they're not on TV. And and can we can we I'm gonna say this about he who shall not be named number two. Who is he? Who's number two? Never mind. Keep going. Who plays for Florida? Yeah, and oh, what, yeah, what was yeah. his? Does anybody know his? Yeah, anybody know his stat line against Ole Miss? Where was that at last year, Mister Waldrop? Where was that exactly? And the super exactly. regional. I mean, he just he hated us, Chuck. I guess. He knew what was coming. So, all right. Well, uh, guys, I can't wait to see if our offense can keep it going 
against a Troy pitching staff that has had its struggles this season. Um, looking at Troy's pitching staff, guys, the really you see two pitchers who have faced more batters than anybody else by far appear to be their two weekend starters here. And uh, one of them's ERA is 6.23, the other's 4.4. Um, and then they got two other guys who have faced the next most hitters, and one's 9.13, and one is, uh, let's see, and the other one is a 5.6. So, needless to say, guys, they've given up some runs. They've won a bunch of games. Uh, they're a good team. Their offense is really, really good. Uh, but their pitching staff has shown some struggle, so I can't wait to see. If our offense can keep this momentum that we started this past weekend going throughout this next weekend in conference play, we picked up our first Sun Belt Series win. Hopefully, we can get another one this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. All right. So now, see, I don't know what to say now, Chuck, because I'm not sure if I'm going to mess this up. Is it run down around? We need to put this to a fan <laughs> vote or something because we're going to argue every week. You've called it rundown every time, I think, except once. The rundown? So I think you might as well just stick okay. with that. Listeners, for those of you that don't know, this segment was supposed to be called the rundown, but for some reason, I think the first time we did it, I called it the roundup, and it totally threw everything off for us. But uh, See, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was supposed to be the roundup. And you see, this is the, the problem we're running into. Nobody knows. <laughs> and I, I clearly... <laughs> And by we, I clearly can't remember because I call it something <laughs> different every time. I feel like so. Uh, yeah, Brian, should it be run run down or round up? This is your forever contribution to the show. Uh, personally, when I hear round up, I think of weed killer. There you go. Uh, and uh, I think you know run down. I think someone needs to define what run down is because Jim Halpert in the office sure didn't know what it was <laughs> on that one episode. So. Yeah, we need we need to we need to we need to you know. So set does that mean you're voting for is. neither? I'm voting, voting for run. I'm voting for rundown. We gotta we, we gotta set what rundown is. This is a rundown. It's Lane's rundown. You see how this gets confusing, listeners? Okay, so the rundown. Beep, beep. Yes, Pete. I like the energy here. Uh, the rundown, Chuck. Get us caught up in softball world. All right. Uh, so yeah, the rundown, roundup, kick them while they're down. So softball, Lady Eagles, right? They're fifteen or twelve on the year. They are zero and six in conference play. But I do want to say, you know, we were swept by number twenty three right now, Cajuns. And in my opinion, the Cajuns should be a little bit higher in that poll um, because I think what are they at? Like seventy five, seventy six consecutive series wins. Um, that's just unheard of in sports. Uh, and we also got swept by Marshall and Marshall is no, you know, slacker in softball either. Uh, we do return home to face Troy this weekend as the guys are battling Troy and Troy, Alabama. The girls will be battling Troy here in Hattiesburg. Um, we are currently last in the conference. Um, we are on an eight game losing streak, uh, but, you know, there's been some bright spots with Jenna Lee and Hannah Borden. Um, and a lot of a lot of girls are stepping up. You know, some of these girls are young. They're freshmen, sophomore. Um, so there's a lot of learning curve going on. And we're in a brand new conference. But 
uh, Light Lane said it was a murderer's row coming out. Uh, the girls have faced some great pitching and some great offensive. Um, I'm not saying the the rest of the schedule is going to be easy, but I really do feel like we'll we'll take one or two from Troy this weekend. I think the girls are fired up. Um, so my challenge to all of you, especially you know those of you that are listening, go check out a softball game this weekend. The guys are out of town. It's supposed to be pretty weather. Um, could you imagine what would happen if you know we filled up the stands a couple of times with some Southern Miss fans? And uh, did some crazy chants like ball four or throw it in the dirt or whatever, um, like we do at baseball games. I think the girls would eat that alive. So if you have a chance, go to the softball game this weekend. Come find me. Um, I'll be up there somewhere. We'll uh, we'll take a picture or shake hands or yell together. Um, so definitely check them out. But uh, the girls are struggling right now, and they need a lot of encouragement. Well said there, Chuck. Uh, this Troy softball team, again, they're, they're 23 and nine and one overall. So Mm -hmm. as Chuck said, they're no slouch. They're not quite what we've been facing, but still, these are big games, man. It'd be good to have people there for sure. And they're coming off. Absolutely. And this Troy team right now has won both of their conference series. So, uh, yeah, going to be. Gonna be a tough matchup for sure. Some of the standouts for Troy Absolutely. you need to be looking out for if you go to the ballpark this weekend. Uh Taylor McKinney, number eight to me, is their best hitter. Statistically speaking, she's hitting 375 with eight home runs. Uh Libby Baker has six home runs. She's hitting 349. That's number three. And number two, Ansley Finch has uh five homers. She's hitting 351. Uh, their best pitcher is going to be Leanna Johnson, number 10. She's really good, Chuck. She's got 1.26 ERA, um, mm. and she's averaging one strikeout per inning. So they're a good team, but so are we, right? We got we got hope and faith in yep. our girls uh, no to doubt. get the job done for sure. Um, I think over the weekend, something that can't be, you know, understated is hannah borden she had a good week you know she had a good weekend just you know couldn't quite get it going but hannah borden's one for us you need to be looking for and then we've talked about Jana lee a lot and uh pitching wise we've talked about line stock a lot so to me those are the three players for us you really need to be watching for and the few players from troy to be watching for so, go to the game. Check out those people I just mentioned. It'll be worth watching. Anything you want to add to it, uh, Brian? Uh, no, I actually have not gone gotten to go to a softball game this year, uh, but I uh, definitely would like to check it out. My get see if I can get my daughter out there to to go watch. She's she's playing softball again this year, and uh, I think it'd be great to. To get her some kit, some uh, some players to look up to, so be a great opportunity. Absolutely, and the girls are phenomenal about coming out the dugout uh, in between games and signing balls and high fiving girls. So definitely do that. Definitely, man. All right, so that's the rundown for softball. I'm gonna give you the rundown for baseball here. So this past week, guys, our our guys went two and two. 
overall. We dropped one at, at UNO, a midweek game. We lost six to three. And guys, that one just felt fluky, did it not? Did it kind of feel, I don't know, Chuck, you, you watched it too. What was the feel for that one, man? We just couldn't get it going, right? We definitely could not get it going. Um, you yeah. know, UNO forced it. They hit two home runs off of us, uh, hit two triples off of us. I mean, they, they, they forced the issue there. They They hit us pretty well. Um, I wouldn't say we just gave it away or anything. They hit it pretty well, and you know we did not. We ended the game with five hits total. So I think there may have been some residual disappointment from that loss on Sunday uh, yeah. to Texas State. That was that was tough. Um, but you know, as uh, as you, you talk to anybody who's been around baseball long enough, you just that's baseball. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it doesn't right. doesn't happen. Now, a positive that we can draw from that game is, you know, I said we gave up five. Uh, we gave up these five earned runs and lost the game to them like that. Uh, the final score was six to three. One of the runs was unearned, but we gave up these runs, guys. But whenever we go to the bullpen, so Billy Oldham gave up all six runs were given up while Billy was pitching. We go to the bullpen, guys. I actually think some were hit on Isaiah Rhodes, but they were still Billy's. He was responsible for them. I think that's why the stat line looks like this. But Isaiah Rhodes, Chandler Dawson, across Sibley ended up having no runs charged to them. Although, like I said, I think Isaiah Rhodes gave up one or two that were Billy's responsibility when he left the game. But either way, guys, the bullpen didn't pitch bad in that game. We just... You know, it didn't. It didn't go well. They they hit us early on, and hats off to them. They earned it. They hit. They hit the ball well. So, uh, moving on from that, you go to the weekend, and uh, we come home versus Georgia Southern. Huge weekend, guys. Georgia Southern hosted a regional last year. They were preseason projected to win the conference along with us, depending on the projections you looked at. It had one of the two of us in there. Uh. And we won the series, which is huge. Um, so that that was big for us, I think, big for our guys. Uh, the first game Friday night, we won four to three. <clears throat> so uh, some standouts from that game, that four to three win. A couple standouts for you in that one, Tanner Hall on the mound. Just doing Tanner Hall-like stuff, man. 5.1 innings pitched and 10 strikeouts. Impressive. Cross Sively came in in relief. He gave up a few runs, but, you know, Cross has still been impressive on the year. He gave up some runs, but he ended up with 5Ks himself. Um, Moving on from there, you know, some of the highlights hitting-wise, Slade Wilkes and Sarge both hit home runs, and Gabe Lacey got a steal. So. Uh, those are some of your standouts from that first game. And so the second game, guys, we win that one nine to seven. Uh, Slade Wilkes ended up being the hero with that one. That's where all the fireworks started was whenever he had his big home run. Um, some other guys there though, that, that made big plays. Dustin Dickerson hit the big home run. We talked about earlier in the show too. And Edsel got a steal. And, um, on the mound, uh, 
You know, I think Chandler Dawson pitched one clean inning where he didn't give up a run. Justin Storm pitched two innings, and Matt Adams pitched six innings. Um, you know, it wasn't Adams' best stat line of the year by any means, but it, it was enough to get the job done and get us the win. So Adams has been tough, guys. He's a he's a workhorse now. Um, and then when you move on from that one, the last game of the series, unfortunately, we dropped it. We lost it eight to ten. And Georgia Southern's bats just came alive at the end of that one, man. They hit some home runs really late in the game. Noah Ledford hit two of them to put them up. But your highlights of that one, Tate Parker homered, uh, you know, and then on the mound, um, when you look at on the mound, I think Will Armistead did a pretty good job, guys. He ended up with two innings pitched, no earned runs given up. But it just felt like, you know, Nico ended up coming out of the game early. He had some control command issues, and so they turned it over to a, a healthy bullpen. Should have been a fresh bullpen, and bullpen just got hit on a little bit. So hopefully we'll get all that turned around this weekend. So this weekend we play Troy. I already mentioned their pitching woes. You're going to run into the the starters for last weekend for Troy was Brady Fuller. On Friday night, Zach Fruit on Saturday, and then Grayson Stewart on Sunday. Uh, when you look at them, guys, by the stat lines, it's not anything crazy pitching-wise. I think our offense has an opportunity this week. The burden is going to be felt on the pitching staff, guys, especially when we face number 30, William Sullivan. He's hitting 390 on the season with 11, Chuck, 11 home runs. Uh, it's impressive. Shane Lewis is another one that we've got to watch for whenever he's at the plate. Number two, he's hitting 342 with 13 home runs on the season. Those two, in my opinion, are some of the better hitters in our conference. So, so yeah, guys, this Troy team, uh, their pitching staff has had their, their ups and downs a little bit. There's an opportunity, I think, for our offense to, get going and, and maybe get on them early and get to the bullpen and and hit around a little bit, get hot and stay hot against them. And, uh, but our pitching staff has a big challenge in front of it, guys, because their offense is really good. And those two hitters are, I think, as good as anybody we're going to face all season. So really impressive offensive numbers by Troy, our pitching staff. They've got their work cut out for them. But in Oz, we trust, right, Chuck? Yes. Anything you anything you guys want to add to the baseball rundown? I'm just going to say, you know, much like softball, we we started out with tough conference opponents in Texas State and Georgia Southern, and um, I'm not saying that the schedule is going to be easier, but we did start out with some tough teams, um, and we played Texas State close. I mean, I think the combined loss number was what four runs. Um, and then obviously, you know, yeah, we could have gotten a, a sweep. Yes. Uh, Saturday uh, on that double header. Um, so it, it, I think the pieces are there and I think they're, they're clicking now. Um, and so, I mean, I know we still got coastal Carolina and JMU's got a decent and old dominion, uh, you know, Wow, their their hitting coach, I'm shocked isn't a head coach somewhere because ODU is just the last couple of years have been hitting the crap out of the ball. 
Um, so we do have a lot of tough opponents coming, but we did start with some tough opponents. So I think um, I think we're getting a little break. I'm not saying Troy is going to be cakewalk, um, but I don't think they're going to be as tough as uh, Texas State or Georgia Southern or Coastal. Um, but, you know, us and Alabama teams, we don't always uh, play up to par with them. So I'm not going to say that the boys will lay down and take it. I think they'll come out fighting, especially now that they're a little fired up. Um, so I think it's going to be good. I'm ready. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we've had a tough schedule this year so far. Uh, Scott Berry said it was, it was the toughest he's seen, uh, you know, being the, the head coach here. Uh, it's the toughest one that they've had, before. Um, you know, in all the years he's been here. And, um, you know, I, I really want to see um, some some our, our pitching staff be able to, to to be a little more consistent this weekend. Um, Nico Mazza, if you, you know, looked at take the last two weekends out, has been a really, really solid starter for us on Sunday. But he hadn't made it out of the third inning the past two weeks. Um, and so I like that's uncharacteristic of him. And so I, I want to get his confidence back this week, hopefully. Um, and, and we can get, we can get, you know, you know, five, six good innings out of him and, and help have him, you know, get back on the right track there. Um, like, like Lane said, our bullpen, um, has been moving in the right direction. Um, I really like to see, um, you know, Luke Trahan and Tyler Martin and Armistead, they, 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 they seem to, to be coming around this, this young bullpen. They seem to be kind of figuring out, you know, who's going to be, who's going to be in and what situation. Um, Cross Sibley has been one of the brightest spots uh, on our team this year. Um, the, the Tanner Hall Cross Sibley Friday night one, two punch has been lights out this year. Um, uh, Cross Sibley is, has, has, you know, as a, a freshman from Summerall has been uh, doing really, really well. And uh, I, you can tell Oz has a lot of trust and a lot of faith in him because uh, he goes out there. He's not in there for one inning. He's in there for two or three or three and a third, you know, to finish a game out. I think he's got three saves on the year. So um, really, really enjoying it to see him uh, do really well this year and be a, a bright spot and a solid player in the bullpen. And uh, I'm really also uh, excited to see, uh, I think I think uh, some of our bats are finally starting to to come around. Um, you can uh, on on uh, on Saturday, Tate Parker went four for five. Uh, Blake Johnson went three for five. Um, Danny Lynch was two for four. Um, so we're seeing a lot of guys starting to get multi hit games, um, and that's just that hitting is contagious. And so uh, I, th- I think it's just moving us in the right direction. We're getting some momentum, and I just want to see that. You know, get a big win Tuesday at Ole, uh, against Ole Miss and let that carry us over and um, take some of that pressure off of our pitchers. You know, to to, to you know to hold them to to one or two runs or no runs and and let them know that we're going to be you know uh, we're going to be scoring some runs and they can take that pressure off. So, really excited about the rest of the year. Well, let me you know you brought up a good point, Brian. Let me pose this question to both of you, and this is not a knock against Nico Maza at all. Um, dude's doing things that, that I can't do that Lane can't do. I'm pretty sure Brian can do, but, uh, at, you know, if, if he continues to struggle on, on Sunday, you know, not making it out of that third or fourth inning, do you a 
maybe try Billy Odlum on Sunday, or uh, this is really what I want to ask: uh, give Cross Sibley a start and see how he does. What are what are y'all's thoughts? You go first, Brian. Okay. Um, I played some baseball, and uh, and so I, I I get a, I have a little bit of an idea of kind of their thought process here. Um, Oldham does have a, a starter uh, kind of uh, mentality, and he probably he's conditioned for that. So um, I could see that happening um, with Sively. Um, I don't know his conditioning level. I, you know, Oz would stamina. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, a starter has, has got to, you know, they've got to, they've got to be able to go for a long time and that they have to be kind of conditioned for that. Uh, Sibley, I think he's, he's had over three innings in an, you know, um, one game before, um, I think maybe against, uh, Texas state, I think he went like three and a third. And so, uh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, so I, I think that that could happen. Um, for sure. Um, but I, I think Oldham would probably be the next option there over Sibley. Honestly, I think what happens is I think Sibley stays in the bullpen the rest of the season. I think next year he's the Sunday guy. Abs- yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what I think we do. I think we work him up next year and build him up, get him ready to go on Sunday. Because, I mean, I think Tanner Hall gets drafted after this year. Honestly, I think Tanner's going to get mm-hmm. drafted. I think Nico or Matt ends up – one of them ends up being Friday, the other one Saturday. You know, I and, you know, I don't think anybody said anybody's writing off Nico Maza. He's a special pitcher, but – but no, like yeah, I think Nico, I think there is a special talent in Nico. I just think he's he's I agree. He's out of sorts a little bit. I mean, he's just got to find it again. Like he's out of sorts a little bit. It's control. That's all it is. Nobody's yeah, hitting him. It's control. Yeah. And I think he's a special enough talent that he could be a high end arm for us. You know, the next he's young. He's a he's a high end arm the next two oh, years yeah. or so for us. So I see Matt Adams and Nico being probably Friday and Saturday, and I see Cross probably being that Sunday guy. Kind of the same deal way we treated Hunter Stanley, and the same deal we treated uh same way we treated um Nick Sandlin. Although we we kind of bumped them up into Friday night roles, didn't we? So who knows? Maybe they leave yeah. Nico and Adams where they are and bump Sibley to to a Friday night guy. But honestly. Guys, in baseball, I think – I honestly think there's probably more value in having a reliever who is lights out shut down than there is having a third. And then there is burning that guy as your third starter. And, I mean, I, I know I might I might be in the minority here. There, You know, that might not be the popular answer with that one, but I would rather know that if the water starts getting hot – at any point, and we throw 12 in the game, he's about to shut it down. He's about to put the fire out and give us a chance. I think there's immense value in having a high-end reliever. I think Sibley gives us that opportunity. So I don't think they move him. I think they just build on it and try to let him be that high-leverage, big-time dude we bring in out of the pen to shut it down for people. And uh, I think next year is Sibley's year to – see a start and roll 
As far as Oldham goes, I think, uh, you know, you might could see something like that happen uh, where they swap them or something. It, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if anything happened. But, I mean, um, you know, I don't think that would shock me to see that move. Um, but honestly, guys, I think I think Moz is just in a funk right now, and I think the only way to get out of it is to pitch his way oh, yeah. out. So I think Oz is going to give him every opportunity to pitch to pitch his way out. Yeah, and and he has been fantastic up up until these last two weekends. Um, I think right. I mean like as far as like being solid, uh, he and Tanner Hall were really close. I mean, you know, he is he is been really solid uh the past you know i think even when we lost to illinois on that sunday he didn't give up very many runs they were they were all after he left the game so um you know he's been really consistent this year statistically speaking before texas state series maza had a better stat line than tanner hall did for the season Yeah. yeah i mean people don't hit him like they don't hit him hard it's all weak contact for the most part. Uh, nobody really hits him hard. It's just command issues right now. And he's a young guy. It's his first year to really get a lot of pitching at the Division right. One level, and he's just in a funk right now with command. I hope he gets out of it without having to be benched. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think Oz is going to continue to give him opportunities to prove him right. But we saw last week he, he yanked the chain in a hurry. So, yeah. and I, I think that's probably the best way to handle it, honestly, is keep the guy there, make him pitch out of it, and have a reliever ready to go. And if it if you see him start to lose it, go get him. Don't don't let him. Don't let Nico Maza demolish Nico Maza. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody's right. hurting Nico right. but Nico right now when he has command issues. Don't let Nico hurt himself. If you start seeing it slip, go get him. And I think that's kind of the way Oz is handling him. Um, I do think he's a special talent. I just think he's in a funk. So hopefully he gets out of it quick. Looking up. Looking up. Well, all right, guys. Any final thoughts or concerns or questions or comments? I'm really happy you guys let me be out here on here again. Brian, we appreciate it. Thank your wife for letting you come out and play with us, man. I will. Yeah. Enjoyed it, Brian. Listeners, reminder, send us questions for Cameron Brunny. Send us uh, mailbag questions and tell us when you want to come on. Especially you, little Debbie. You're just talking to yourself, Chuck. I will. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go, Brian. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Brian, for coming on. Thanks, Lane, for... uh, being relative for doing whatever it is that contribute to the show you're welcome Chuck. <laughs> for wearing yeah. a shirt while you're on camera we appreciate that um uh, thank you pate for making a sound and look good and we will catch y'all this weekend at the softball game um until next time we'll talk to you and as always southern miss to the top, top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. 
be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.